1: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
0: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on
1: Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content.
0: Shh. (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You know, when you grow up, you realize that all the adults in your family are just big ass kids. (laughs)
1: <laughs> More or less <laughs> And I have realized that the folks that I once had on some sort of pedestal as a child Off with the pedestal right. Hey, I'm Kadeen
0: And I'm DaVal
1: And we're the Ellis's
0: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys
1: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy
0: Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days wow
1: (laughs) oh and one more important thing to mention we're married
0: yes sir we Mm -hmm. are we created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics
1: things most folks don't want to talk about
0: through the lens of a millennial married couple dead ass is a term that we say every day so when we say dead ass we're actually saying facts 100 the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth (laughs) we about (laughs) to take pillow talk to a whole new level
1: Dead ass starts right now.
0: This is not even really so much as a story time, mm-hmm. but it's more like a revelation. Mm. Right? I'll
1: take a revelation today. Because new year.
0: I'm choosing
1: mm-hmm.
0: not to out people Okay, in my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But throughout my life, you grow up and you realize that there's certain people that like stay away. Mm-hmm. From the family,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the family tends to make that person seem like they are the problem.
1: Ah, the villain. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Until you become an adult, and you start to just look around,
1: mm-hmm.
0: read the room. Look, well, you look at you look at your parents, <laughs> you look at your grandparents, You look at your aunts, your uncles, and you start to say, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm that person out ain't too. crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that person right there ain't, ain't, ain't crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And out of out of respect
2: mm-hmm.
0: for my family and people's privacy. Yes. I'm not gonna say names and stuff like that. But growing up, especially being in a church environment, mm-hmm. you start to see people leave the church. Mm-hmm. And they always made it seem like that person was cast out of the church and mm-hmm. is no longer accepted mm-hmm. into the church family when until you become an willingly adult. Willingly left. Huh? Right. And you, and you start to realize like, aha! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. That person left on their own free will. Mm-hmm. And you start to look at the people around you that you grew up admiring and like you said, put on a pedestal and you start to ask questions. What is going on around here? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I don't mess with you, (laughs) little stupid ass (laughs) bitch. I ain't fucking with you. Uh, That's how people be feeling dealing with families, though. Every time they see a family member, and they in their mind, that's what they be thinking with.
1: Facts. That part. Little stupid ass bitch.
0: That's what people (laughs) be wanting to say. They walk into their house for Thanksgiving. Hey, what's up? How's everybody? They see that person. Stupid ass bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You. (laughs) I got to deal with you for the next two, three hours. Let me go get this drink. Here's the bar.
0: Real talk though. That was a great karaoke song. (laughs) <laughs> because I know people, we had their family reunions and at their family events. And just That's, that's going, what we're going That's How you saying sometimes, sometimes,
1: man? It just is what it is. You know and what I, mean? I didn't want to go OD on the Yeah, song we didn't want to OD. Cause kind of you vulgar. Know, for you know, for uh, we know we had the little E when you see our podcast show. Right, right, that, right. You know, we're going to drop a little <laughs> cuss word every now and again. But, but we're trying
0: to cut back, though. We're trying to cut back because we know our kids are going to listen to this at some point. I don't want them to be like,
1: y'all mouths was crazy. Oh, man. Because if they said
0: that to me, I'd be like, little
1: stupid ass bitch. On that note, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back with the meat of the show. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family.
0: That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively.
1: And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down.
0: If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
1: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
0: Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, hel pcom slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people.
2: That
1: is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth.
0: Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective.
1: smell for yourself try the reformulated near body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online so uh yeah back to story time i want to say deval that i can relate to you in that oh and going back to my soundbite um it's just crazy as a child you you look up to and you admire certain individuals around you and some of them are are you know family aunts uncles some of them are what you call like your play family you know that cousin or that extended friend um of the family that you call aunt or uncle because you know they've been around and stuff um but you start to realize as you get older that people are human beings first and foremost and one thing human beings are going to do is be human Mm -hmm. and it's then up to you to kind of decipher whether or not this is somebody you want to continue to engage with. Now, I was raised to respect my elders, regardless of who the person is, um, what capacity they're in the family or around the family, regardless of that capacity. That's the way I was always raised. And that's something that I still continue to practice to this day, even in my (laughs) old age, because it's something that, again, I feel like my mom or dad might knock me upside my head for Mm -hmm. if I were to disrespect, you know, outrightly uh, uh, someone who was older than me. However, I've now become a part of a school where i feel like people need to be held accountable for their actions and i also feel like i'm adult enough to make the decision to remove myself from Mm -hmm. interaction or engagement with someone who i feel like does not um someone who is not (laughs) contributing healthily to my growth as a person or individual Mm -hmm. or to the growth and health of other people around who I may love. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, although it's very much against probably the way I was raised, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's in my best interest to decide who I continue to engage with and in what capacity. You know, we're not our grandparents' generation anymore. We don't believe that silence serves us. (laughs) anymore and uh, we grew up being told to respect your elders without really uh, being allowed to expect that respect to be mutual either can we
0: we talk about that a little bit though yeah the whole respecting your elders thing um even when i was a kid i always kind of felt like you don't just get respect because you're an elder Mm. people don't agree with that Mm -hmm. people don't agree with that Mm -hmm. but um, i know some fucked up old people (laughs) you know what i'm saying yes and i've learned in my life uh-huh. that um it doesn't matter how old you are
1: mm-hmm.
0: you are never too old to get cut off
1: a fact you
0: know what i'm saying a fact. because i'm not even the thing where you need to get disrespected right because i'm not even for that right no, no, no you disrespect yeah we don't
1: have to do that either you're not
0: getting anything from me
1: it's the the not getting any energy at right.
0: all and and what used to bother me especially in my house is my mom would be like call so-and-so mm-hmm. or go give so-and-so a hug or did you speak to so-and-so mm-hmm. and growing up early in my childhood i used to fall in line with calling so-and-so mm-hmm. but as i became an adult mm-hmm. and even though my mom would still be like did you call so-and-so i'd be like no <laughs> like straight no like no I'm, I'm not calling so-and-so right so-and-so is an asshole right you know what i'm saying like right. like and and i feel like i'm not doing that to my kids from young
1: Right. Well, my mom used to do the same thing too. Like, Oh, did you call this person? Did you call that person? And I think her mindset was that these are your family members. Yes. And you want to have a relationship or she wanted us to have a relationship with said family member. But she also wanted it to be a thing where as we continue to grow over the years and you need support for something or you needed help with something or you needed that person as a resource that you're just not waiting until you need something to call someone. Absolutely. So that was her that. mindset. She was like, you know, I just don't want it to be a thing where you guys just out of the clear blue sky have to call somebody in this because you want something. You should have a relationship where you feel comfortable now asking for help Absolutely. or asking Absolutely. for a resource or asking for a referral because you have a relationship with that person.
0: But this is where I, this is where I challenge that thought right Mm -hmm. growing up in my house it was you're a child you should reach out and call so and so that person is a grown-ass adult Mm -hmm. they should be utilizing their emotional uh, maturity to build a relationship with me as a child right it doesn't have to be one way absolutely you know they they, if you're an adult and you want to have a relationship with a child you should reach out to that person and 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 talk to them but more more often than that adults often take advantage of children Mm -hmm. especially in the family environment mm. because they know people will listen to me more than they listen to the child mm. and that's scary mm-hmm. for children and that's a lot a lot of times why even back in the day children didn't speak about the traumas and the abuse that they went through because it's like no one's gonna believe me that person is an adult yes you, you understand what yes. i'm saying Yes, And if you look at history, that's part of the reason why the vast majority of the world today is so broken mm-hmm. and filled with so much hurt because all of these people were once children who were being hurt
1: mm-hmm. who no
0: one wanted to listen to. Mm. I'm not willing to do that with my children.
1: No, I completely I completely agree with you that this happened, um, you know, along with some family lines of mine, you know, a little distant, but still um, the fact where these you know, instances had happened between children and adults and Mm. the children were not listened to. Right. You know, and then once these children now were adults and decided to out said family member or, or decided that, you know what, I'm not fucking with this family member no more. It's almost like, Oh my God, how dare you ruffle these feathers? Right. Or they, 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 um, they take offense to the way it's it's put out there so some people they want to express themselves on social media for example and they want to out that family member that way or they may wait till there's a family event and they want to turn up at a family event and say you know what i'm leaving this event because this person is here and this happened to me when i was younger and um then again that child who is now the adult is still being shunned in a sense um, so where does it ever end? You know, where does it ever end? So, uh, yeah, we're taught that blood is thicker than water and, uh, but you can't choose <laughs> who shares your blood. The obligation sometimes embols family members to treat you. Right. Um, and how many times have we had that person that comes by and it's just like, oh, such and such has to come by because they're family right. going good and well and right. nobody want them to be there, right. you know? Um, so at what point do we decide enough is enough? When do we decide that that blood is not thick enough of a reason to stay in these toxic relationships? So a 2015 U.S. study showed that more than 40 percent of individuals had experienced family estrangement at one point in their life. I figured it would have been higher. Forty
2: percent.
0: no, know. Man. Listen, that's, that's the what ones they reported. That's what the they reported. the ones <laughs> who agreed to tell the There's truth. There's
1: other people that cut people off and they didn't right. even know they were cut off. Um, the historian uh, Stephen Mintz, the author of Huck's Raft: A History of American Childhood, Huck's Huck's Raft. Did I say Huck's? Oh, sorry, Huck's Raft. Um, a History of uh, American Childhood made a similar observation in an email that said families in the past fought over tangible resources like land, inheritance, um, family property, and they still do. But this is all. Um, But all this is aggravated and intensified by the mindset that does seem to be distinctive of our time. Our conflicts are often psychological rather than material and therefore even harder to resolve. So uh, we ain't fighting over land and whatnot. We're fighting over people's behaviors at this point too. And feelings. And feelings. This
0: is one thing that used to trip me out about adults. You would be trying to express yourself as a child. And I hated hearing this. You are a child. What does that mean? Mm. I don't have feelings. Mm -hmm. Or you get to just say or do whatever you want to say to me or do to me because I'm a child. I used to hate that. Even with my my, my parents. Mm -hmm. You say that to me about you're a child. You're a child. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That Mm -hmm. mean I don't have an opinion? Right. That means that when you say stuff to me, if it hurts my feelings, I'm not supposed to express it at all. Mm-hmm. And I used to get in such big trouble.
1: I can see how that's a big issue for you, as expressive as you are yes. now. Do you think that's in part because uh, do you think that you're you, you over not I want to say over communicate, but you're as willing to communicate and express your feelings now because it's something that you had to suppress as a child, or do you feel like you've always been that person that wanted to just express how you felt, but you had to. Um, be silenced in a sense as a child
0: this this is a moment where I'm going to applaud my parents mm-hmm. right because my mom always expressed me uh, always um, empowered me to express myself right mm-hmm. so did my father won't you say how you feel the only time it became an issue was when I expressed things that they did not agree with or it
1: wasn't in line with or, what or, they or were wasn't in to line with forget. what they were trying to do mm-hmm. then it
0: was your attitude stinks <laughs> so to me it was like you empowered me to express myself as long as I Agree with everything you say. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So then it became a th- Right, right. So then it became <laughs> a thing. Well, even my father used to go back and forth. I said, so the minute I don't agree with what you believe, I don't have a voice in the house anymore. Mm. And then what used to happen was because my parents empowered me, mm-hmm. I had aunts and uncles who were also disciplinarians. Mm-hmm. And if I did not agree with their form of discipline or what they were trying to discipline me about, I used to speak on it. And mm-hmm. I remember hearing them say to my parents, you know, the problem is you let him talk too much.
1: Oh, so so your parents we still, used to allow like aunts and uncles to discipline you in a certain yes, way. Mm-hmm. yes, yes, and, and as I think most people do. My family,
0: at least on that side, did not spare the rod. Mm. Like niggas got their ass whooped. <laughs> like country down south, south you know, South Carolina Baptist parenting was you spoil you spare the rod you spoil the child. Mm. You know, my grandmother. I asked her when I was a little bit older, like yo, why did you hit us so much? And her mindset was that. She grew up in a time, she grew up in Orangeburg, South Carolina in the 20s, 30s, 40s. And you, you didn't survive if you didn't stay in line. Mm-hmm. This was during a time in, what we're talking about, before Jim Crow South, during, um, like right after Reconstruction, right after mm-hmm. the Great Depression, mm-hmm. where black people were murdered for looking at what white people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, little black girls were raped for for showing eye contact with a, a, a older white male or even older black male. So for her, it was, I was doing everything to keep you in line so that you could survive when mm. you were here with us.
1: So it was a survival tactic. It wasn't because she necessarily wanted
0: to. On top of that, think about this. When we freed the slaves, did anyone think about mental health for the <laughs> slaves? Right? Right. When we were dealing with Reconstruction PTSD, and there was redlining, did, were we dealing with mental health from all of these families who were separated and forced mm-hmm. to live in ghettos because they, after the Great Depression, they created um, all of these nice neighborhoods for suburban white areas and then told contractors not to build for black. Mm. Right. So did we deal with the mental anguish that went into that? Right.
1: And if we did have our own, it was, burnt it to was the burned. It was burned down. You
0: see what I'm saying? Yes. So now these people who were murdered, massacred, tormented for hundreds of years. Now we're free, right? Then we get into Jim Crow South and mm-hmm. we have to deal with segregation and lynchings becoming a thing of American history. People used to, and this is, this is what I think a lot of um, people don't understand. Lynchings were so prominent in America that they used to celebrate picnics by hanging a black person, burning them, cutting off the genitals and ears and stuff. And people would have picnics around that black body, mm. right? Did we ever have any uh, mental health for those black people who survived that? Right. No. Right. But that was my family from the south, mm-hmm. who then raised children without dealing with any of that trauma. So they raised children thinking about survival. Right. My grandmother
2: mm-hmm.
0: was. She, I mean, we used to get beat with fly swatters, belts, sticks, slippers, and that was just
1: uh, all to scare you to stay in line so that you wouldn't act out. We used no, I is, mean, you were all, all this g- is true. the boys. All boys. Out them. It was yeah. it was all mm-hmm.
0: boys. Me, and my cousin Devon, my my brother Brian. Mm-hmm. We would be in Tennessee. And she had white carpet in the kitchen. My grandmother my grandmother was, was fly. My That's grandmother ambitious. was fly, right? And um, this is not, I, I love my grandmother death. Everything she did for, was for us and mm-hmm. for our survival. So this is not like a bash my grandmother session. But it was just, you get older, you understand why things right. were, right? right? And we would be at the table and she would say, sit down and, and eat. Don't play around. We being boys playing around, throwing stuff. You spill juice, right? you get your ass whooped. Mm-hmm. So think about that. You're doing what a kid does. Right. You're playing and you spill juice and you get beat for it, mm-hmm. right? That's toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand where she was coming from, mm-hmm. but realistically, that's very, very toxic behavior, right? Then all her children were raised the same way mm-hmm. and they raised their children the same way. Right. As I got older and you become more educated on history and you become more educated on, on you know, how we deal with children, you mm-hmm. start to say, uh, I don't have to like... You don't got to beat me right. <laughs> for doing you know, doing certain things. For doing
1: things that children do.
0: And I notice in our generation, we start to speak up about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when you start to look around and realize how toxic your family is because none of those deep-rooted issues were ever dealt with from years and years of generational traumas being passed down. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, absolutely. That's why I applaud our generation for starting to question so yes. many things now. Yes. And starting to kind of go against the grain. And the older generations may look at us as being the disrespectful right. <laughs> generation, but at what cost? Like, right. or is this something that we're going to continue to do? Right. We were raised in a school system where corporal punishment was assigned off A signed on.
0: off on, yeah. You and and I both went to school. Both of us
1: went to a private school when we were younger where our parents, within the the registration packet, Mm -hmm. signed off on corporal punishment as as that being something that was a a means of discipline. And it was at the discretion of the teacher teacher. or the principal or the assistant principal. Can you imagine if we were living in that kind of society
2: to this day? I remember
0: days when we would walk into Bethlehem Baptist Academy Mm -hmm. and- You could tell if a teacher was having a bad day. Mm -hmm. Like, just a bad... Coming from home. Like, the day hasn't started yet. Mm -hmm. Come into the day having a bad day. Mm -hmm. And we'd be online, you know, getting ready to go into the trailers that we went into. And kids are being kids. Dancing. I told you stop moving. I told you stop moving. Kids are dancing, joking around. Then you just get beat Mm -hmm. with a ruler wrapped Mm -hmm. in duct tape Mm -hmm. for, for being a kid and moving. Yeah. Once again, toxic behavior passed down. Passed down. And... Now we're at an age where we can disconnect from that stuff. So I don't even have to explain to you. Right. I can just be like, yes. Yeah.
1: Not dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not dealing with that. And it's crazy because when that was done, I feel like it was done too with a form of love. You know what I mean? It absolutely. It was absolutely done absolutely. in love. Like even at Bethlehem Academy had such a great stint there at that school. And that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of my time no. there. However, it was done all with the the mindset that we were trying to raise these boys and girls to be law-abiding citizens who can right. assimilate into society and be well-behaved and not ruffle feathers and do everything that they're supposed to do. Right. Which is just so completely different now with the way we parent our children, for example. Right. Just even talking about, though, giving our children a voice, like saying, OK, this is the elder. You, you should not speak back or you should not have an opinion. Right. or you should not, That's completely opposite of what we're doing with our children. We encourage so much dialogue. We are apologizing now as parents if yeah. we feel like we do something that may not have been the right decision or in retrospect, we decide, you know what, I shouldn't have held, dealt with this that way. How many times have we apologized to our children for things like that? You know, uh-huh. and I think that's just part of being a conscious parent now in this day and age trying to break those cycles. I,
0: I also feel that it's important for us to talk about that generation that had to deal with all of those traumas are the reason why we're able to have the freedom to live the way we live now. For sure. You see what I'm saying? So it once was all again, for a reason. Once again, not shaming the older generation for mm-hmm. the way they did, mm-hmm. but understanding that we wouldn't have been able to get to this point if it weren't for those parameters. Mm-hmm. In in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, being a free-thinking black person, especially black male during that time, would get you murdered.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So when my grandmother, when we used to ask questions or talk back, she was not having that. Mm. Like Any talk back, you were getting hit. Right and and what it does is it does it does stunt your growth as a child or a adolescent when it comes to thinking freely, mm-hmm. but they weren't they didn't care about growth at that point no you know no one it was no survival one, it was survival, it really was survival, and we have to take that into account when we think about toxic family members because ultimately. Removing toxicity, this is a word that you and I have created. We, we created that three years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. But removing toxicity from a family takes free thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it takes um, the allowance of people to think freely. And I think within toxic families, the number one toxic part of the family is the control aspect of not allowing people to think freely. Mm. So if you think anything other, other than-, than what the family thinks, yes. you're a problem
1: and then you become you you become the the rebel in the family yes, you become black sheep. the black sheep of the family mm-hmm. you're going against the grain you're the disgrace that usually mm-hmm. you become labeled that but then we usually see that these black sheep and said rebel tend to be some of the happier people yes when you look at their lives <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> outside of the family dynamic they're flourishing and flourishing may just be that they simply feel like they can exist in a space where they don't have to deal with the toxicity anymore so they're free to do whatever they want and they can live and be happy without having to pander to other family members. Absolutely. That ultimately, when you really look at it, does it really matter?
0: It, de- it depends. That was a good question. Does it really matter? If, does it really matter? Does it really matter is, is a great question. Because if family is important to you and your family name matters to you, then it is important.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But what you're not trying to carry on in this family name it's toxic behavior,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's the point. You know, if your family is not about being toxic, and your family has a heritage, right, mm-hmm. or they gain access to things through a toxic manner, of course you don't want to carry that on. Right. But the successes of being a part of that family, you do want to carry on. Right. Right. Like for example, here, let's 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 look at some of the reasons people cut ties with family. Okay. Right? Researchers show the most common reasons people cut ties with family include sexual, physical, or emotional abuse or neglect, mm-hmm. poor parenting, betrayal, drug abuse disagreements often related to romantic relationships politics homophobia and issues Mm. related to money inheritance or business physical or mental health problems right Mm -hmm. all of these things the core thing that i I notice here is is a a basis of control right Mm. so for example Sexual, physical, or emotional abuse. That's mm-hmm. a form of control, control. right? Yep, if a family is run a certain way where mm-hmm. certain people in the family get to do things to other members of the family, right, as a, f- a form of control, if you realize that this is wrong mm-hmm. and you start saying, hey, this is wrong, that's when they say we need to get him out of the family.
1: because right. he's, he's now compromising that control that we have that over we the have. dynamic. Yeah.
0: Right? Then you look at poor parenting. Mm-hmm. Typically, poor parenting comes from you learning- Poor parenting techniques from those parents, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right? Mm -hmm. And if you're smart enough to realize, like, you know what? I don't think I want to exist in this type of poor parenting. Mm -hmm. That's when they start to say what? Yep. Got to get out of here. Yep. He or she is the black sheep. They don't fall in line with what we're trying to get moving, right? Mm -hmm. This next one, betrayal. Betrayal is typically what the toxic people in the family members use as a way to, to make you feel guilty, the form of manipulation. Mm-hmm. They always say this, right? How could you go against the family? <laughs> Remember when we was watching Greenleaf? <laughs> like Green
1: every Leaf? movie, yes. <laughs> I am about to say, yeah, same thing, Greenleaf, yep.
0: You went against the family. Going
1: against the family.
0: And it's, it's like going against the family in what terms?
1: Well, also going against the family who is just ultimately fucked up with what they're doing. <laughs> so you're right. going to go against what y'all doing because y'all don't realize how it's messed up. But
0: they use that family term as a way to make you feel guilty about not falling in line with the control things that they've put in place. Mm-hmm. to stop you from being a free thinker,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This
0: next one, drug abuse. Typically, people fall into drug abuse or alcoholism rather than it being just an addiction, right? Typically, they fall into this when they're tired of dealing with the control and they want what? Escapism, escape. yeah, mm-hmm. right? They want an escape. So it's like, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with this. I know that it's wrong, but rather than me be the black sheep of the family, let me self-medicate using other means,
1: Well, yeah. Think about that family member that's already drunk when they get to the family function. (laughs) Because it's like, the only way I'm going to get through this (laughs) family dinner, the only way I'm going to get through this Christmas night is if I have a couple drinks before having to deal with these people. I'm going to show up because it's family and I'm going to show up. But I'm going to be toasty.
0: That's a lot. Yo, this is what's funny. I'll tell y'all a a, a real (laughs) (laughs) funny, it's not a story, but a funny moment, right? Kadeen and I, when we both started dating and started like, introducing each other to each other's families mm. i remember both of us having this like okay well this this person in the family is the and it's like <laughs> you feel like your family is the only family in <laughs> right. the world who deals with this then when you meet the person you date in family and you're like wait a minute y'all got one of, oh, those, too? Got one
1: of those two <laughs> exactly oh
0: your family so does you that feel too so bad. you're
1: like oh okay well then this and is the, just what we all dealing with your huh? your
0: family goes through and you know what i'm saying your family goes through this oh y'all don't talk to that aunt huh? Right. Oh, this uncle crazy. Right. That uncle been locked up. Right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it's we've all gone through that with our families, but the funny thing about toxic family members is that we all try to keep it hush mm-hmm. and act like everybody in our family's perfect.
1: That's the most annoying thing to me <laughs> to me at least because I'm like and then it's the it's the acting as if you're perfect but then quick to find fault with everybody else. Absolutely. Like always quick to find some fault with somebody else. Absolutely. That's the part that always gets me.
0: So it's, yeah you know, it's funny when we, we talk about family members mm-hmm. and us trying to find ways to deal mm-hmm. with our family, right? And in the black community, we've never looked at professional help mm-hmm. as a way, right? In our family, it was, did you speak to your pastor, mm-hmm. you know? And pastors don't go to school for psychology, You know, they go to school for theology, Mm -hmm. you know, they understand the Bible, but that doesn't mean that they understand human behavior. Some pastors are better at it than others, Mm -hmm. but they're not trained or they haven't learned human behavior to the point where they can diagnose and help a family. Some can, because you don't need to be, you know, a psych, you know, a psychological major to do that. But I feel like our ways of dealing with issues in our community have not been working.
1: No, I mean, I feel like within my family, at least um, there would be no, let's talk to the pastor or let's talk to this person. There's just, let's not talk about it at all, Mm. which in turn I think is an even bigger issue. So Mm. it's not even that you see that there's an issue and you're trying to seek the help. It's that we don't have an issue. They have an issue right? or y'all have an issue because we're fine over here. When we're just like, no, you're not though. Like this Mm -hmm. is not like things aren't okay. So, I've always said how I've come from a family line of just not really having conversations and communicating and any of that. Um, and in me trying to reverse that or change the pattern and be vocal, um, I've been more vocal with my family with various things. Um, but I've also reached a point, too, where I just kind of feel like some of the energy that I would spend oh, I gonna having those that. conversations. i going to ask you that before what's you go? that?
0: when is it okay because this is what let's get to what we were talking about mm-hmm. when is it okay to say okay y'all got to be cut off
1: oh so i mean for me personally i it, when dealing with family members um like I, I was just saying there comes a point where it's just like okay we can have this conversation if you guys are willing to have the conversation but then you have family members that want to exist as if there is no problem and then they constantly feel as if you're attacking them if you decide to voice said concern
2: right
1: i no longer have the energy to invest in people who don't feel like they have an issue or don't feel like they have a problem or just are okay with existing in a space where they're being inconsiderate of others feelings and i have chosen to just say you know what the value of this relationship in this moment for me Is it going to make or break me as an individual Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Um, Is pulling away from this relationship going to enrich or not enrich my life anymore? Mm -hmm. I can decide at that moment, you know what? I can invest more time into the areas of my life with people who do check for me or Mm -hmm. the people who do have a genuine relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I have to constantly question if this person is genuine or not, then it's not genuine. And then it's time. And then it's time.
0: Have you cut family members off?
1: I have. I have. And I don't know if they know they're cut off, but.
0: <laughs> well. I mean, at this
1: point, it's just like. That's the
0: best thing about cutting someone off. You're not at the airport. You don't have to announce your, your departure. departure.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and it's just the, kind of like, yeah, well, whatever happened to, 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 to and And, you know, it's great. We can be cordial. We can say hello. But in terms of me investing something in a relationship that I feel like I'm getting no return out of. Mm-hmm. Why? There's
0: do you so, think so cutting, much more. Do you think cutting family off can be counterproductive?
1: I think it can be counterproductive if you feel like it's something that continues to bother you and you feel like you haven't Ooh. necessarily settled Ooh. that score yet either. No, no, no. Talk about because that. Because it could be something Talk that weighs that. on your mind and you're constantly having to, to have it brought up. So you can constantly decide like, you know what? I'm just no longer going to deal with this family member. But if it's something that continues to rehash in your mind and you feel like you Wait. have to kind of get out in the open and have this discussion with this person- and so you wait, may have to announce your departure by having conversation with them.
0: So, wait, so what you're saying is not talking to a family member and that family member is still on your mind and pisses you off. You haven't really cut them off. You
1: haven't really cut them off. Because
0: they exist rent-free in your brain. Yes. So that so rent-free
1: existing. You yes. can't
0: cut someone off if you're constantly thinking about how you cut that person off. Right. So how do you get to that point where
1: and it may not even be you thinking of that person it may be other family members that's just like well you know sister so-and-so said that they didn't hear from you in a while or Mm -hmm. sister so-and-so is doing this again oh can Mm -hmm. you believe it and you're just like okay y'all keep bringing this person up this person continues to annoy me so you may have to (laughs) say to the other family members Stop talking to me about this person because I don't care anymore. Or you're going to have to call a meeting and be like, hey, let's all get this out in the open. And I'm very much a call a meeting kind of person at this point in my life. So let's out everybody. So so,
0: <laughs> how do you deal with the family members who are typically the elders who are constantly saying, you know, you need to call so-and-so. You know, so-and-so asked for you. Right. and they can- What do you say to them?
1: Go check my Instagram page. You can see they can That's see not- how I'm doing. They can see how I'm living. No, I'm kidding. But no, I I, <laughs> I I have those conversations. I have had those conversations with other family members to say, hey, mm. A, if they want to now be an adult and have the conversation with me, they know where to find me. B, I've also had the conversation where <laughs> I've I've had the conversation where it's like I understand that's how you feel, and I respect the fact that that's how you feel, and you can continue to engage in that relationship with this person. However, I don't feel like it's necessarily going to enrich my life anymore to continue that. I'm not going to be disrespectful. I'm not right. going to make a big right. scene. I'm not right. going to make a big stink about it, but it just doesn't have to be something that I entertain, and I'm just not going to do it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's where we at with it now.
0: No, I you, you already know how I feel.
1: I can just invest so much more energy into people who I want to exist in energy and spaces with. I'm just not subscribing to the the, the jargon of okay. this is my family So, so I got a so. question
0: for you then. At what age will you allow our sons mm-hmm. to say mommy or daddy? I don't want to talk to that person no more.
1: I don't think there's a particular age. I feel like our five-year-old, could could, you could tell with children if they don't flex with somebody. You know how they say Mm -hmm. children and animals Mm -hmm. they take to certain individuals for whatever reason? I don't think there's a particular age, but I think there can be just reason that we can listen to our children and say, hey, there has to be a reason why they may not want to mess with said adult. And then it may require some further investigation to see if something had transpired that caused that. I just don't think that it should just be, Oh, I'm not feeling this person in this moment. So let's cut them off. I think if there was a particular chain of events that made you feel differently, if there's a particular behavior that that person exhibited, that the person is now turned off from, or our child is turned off from, then I'm perfectly okay with saying, Oh, okay. You have that personal right to decide who you do mess with and not.
0: See, for me, because kids are temperamental and they also watch behavior and just repeat behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want my my children, my boys, to be able to eloquently articulate to me. Yeah, you
1: have to discuss it. why
0: you do not like this person.
1: Absolutely. If you
0: if you just saying I don't know, mm-hmm. then that's not good enough. Well, they're for temperamental
1: me. too because there's some people that come to visit who are close family or friends that mm-hmm. they run through the door and they're like, hey, such and such, and mm-hmm. give hugs. And then other days they're like, I don't want to give that person a hug. And we're just like, all right, well, you just may not feel like doing that in this moment. That's happened before, too. you know?
0: Right. I'm, I mean, when it comes to the hugging stuff in, in personal space, I'm never pushing my kids to hug anybody. Oh well, yeah, but mm-hmm. I will say this though. It is also to- toxic behavior for you to allow children to decide whether or not they want to speak to people based on how they feel in the moment, because mm-hmm. that's not how the real world works. True. because you, when you grow up, you can't say, "You know what I ain't going to work, I'm not talking to my boss today. You can't do right, that. Right, no, that's why I so
1: say you have to just be cordial. Right. Say your hellos, but right. does it require a full-blown conversation or a full-blown relationship? Not necessarily, and you're right. Children are impressionable, and they may be exposed to how you deal with other family Absolutely. members. And feel like that enables them to then be disrespectful. That's when you, It's I, that's not going to happen.
0: I'll tell you right now, because I know my father's energy and my mom's energy, right? When I was a kid growing up, if my father didn't flex with somebody,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I
0: could see in his energy, I didn't flex with that person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's and, now. and, and I'm not, not flexing, flexing. Nobody
1: needs to flex with you. Uh, exactly. Right? But But
0: here's the truth, though. Right. If those two people have a personal beef, mm-hmm. right, you don't even know if your parent was, your father was wrong. In the wrong. Do you True. see what I'm saying? True. So that that's why it's important to, as a parent, to make sure that, like, for example, why you know, if you ask your child, why don't why don't you talk to so and so? Well, you don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of check yourself at this point to be like, dang, what am I teaching? What, what bad behavior am I teaching my mm-hmm. son or daughter if I can't if they can't express to me why they don't talk to the person other than the fact that I don't talk to them? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So
1: do you subscribe to children respecting their elders regardless of
0: Oh, no. I already said that. The fact. It's not about respecting the elder at that mm-hmm. point. It's about being able to express to me. This goes back to, once again, teaching children how to express their feelings and feeling comfortable thinking freely. Mm-hmm. You know? For example, Jackson. You know? Hey. uh, Jax, come on! Why you? Why you don't talk to so and so? I don't know. You don't talk to them. Okay, but why don't you talk to them? I have my reasons for not talking to them. Mm -hmm. Why don't you talk to them? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I don't know. I noticed you don't talk to them, so I don't talk to them. Well, buddy, that's not that's not good enough. enough. Mm -hmm. You know, that person may be a resource to you. That person may have your best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. That person may be great to you. Mm -hmm. You can't just follow fashion Mm -hmm. and say well if so-and-so don't talk i don't talk Mm -hmm. unless you can express there's a reason why or you saw some him do something to me that turned you off but if it's just my behavior Mm -hmm. that's not good enough and i think that's also something toxic that happens in families i'll say in my family in general there was a generational beef between it was a beef between a generation and spilled down into our generation yeah and then me and family in my generation at that level didn't talk for years right because, because of, of that what, residual effect what they right. went through, you know what i'm saying right. and it wasn't until we sat down and discussed well you you did this and so-and-so did this and then i was like well, wait a minute but that don't make sense mm-hmm. and that don't make sense then you start to look at it and say wow we've been beefing for years over something that had nothing to do with us and when we sit back and think about it that beef was stupid too. Well,
1: that's why I'm a subscriber of getting everybody in the room together at one point so right. we can all speak about it so it doesn't become a, he said, she said, and I felt this because right. that person said, but it really didn't happen in that way. And a lot of times we see how people will maneuver and navigate through a situation with a particular intention and it's not received that way. So your intention means nothing right. depending right. on how it was received. And a lot right. of it can be just miscommunication. So it could be worth conversation in something that something You
2: want to hear
0: something crazy? ninety nine percent of issues beefs, wars, um divorces start with miscommunication
2: mm-hmm. like ninety
0: nine percent because it's it's never what you implied. It's how the person received whatever action you mm-hmm. done or verbal communication you gave across. Mm-hmm. And if you think about everything, it's like once it's all the dust settles, well. You always hear this. Well, I thought you meant.
2: Mm-hmm. The fuck does that
0: mean you thought I meant? <laughs> right. We went to war because you thought I meant? <laughs> think about how dumb that is. <laughs> right. We didn't talk for years because I thought you meant. This is in part why I think Kadina and I have been able to uh, thrive in our marriage more recently is because this is my best friend first. So with that being said, there's nothing we can't talk about. hmm I feel like when we first got married, um, there was this stigma where, for me especially, was that's my wife. You don't talk to your wife about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you would you would think that oh my husband's never gonna understand, so I'm just gonna internalize this. Absolutely. And In then the moments like that, we communicate, and then the communication would be pissed because it's like I'm not gonna say that because that's my wife. And then years will go by, and you'd be like, well, I thought the whole time that this is what you felt. It oh, wasn't yeah. until I We've started. we done that.
1: You, you, you were like, oh, I was doing all of this for us and for you. And I'm like, right, I didn't want that or ask for right. that. And you were busting your ass to give me A when all along I was just hoping for B. Like,
0: But think about it. You have friends for long periods of time. Why? Because there's nothing you can't talk to your friend about, right? You, would hope you can yeah. talk to your friend about anything, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes with your spouse you can't. Sometimes with your family it's the same thing don't talk to your mom about this because. Mm. Or as a mom, don't talk to your kids about this. Right. Same thing with aunts and uncles and cousins. I feel like if we all approach every relationship as if this is a possibility to be a best friend mm-hmm. and we have open lines of communication, we'll have less of this family drama and Absolutely. people getting cut off. You know what I'm saying? And
1: also, to that level of accountability that people need to have that I think they don't have, particularly elders. And I don't know if it's because it's a pride thing or if it's a thing where they are um, not willing to admit mistake or admit fault um, as readily and it can just be like a person thing too Um, that I know has affected some family dynamics on my side um, is people just not being accountable for their actions and seeing how their actions could have hurt other individuals
0: you know what I call those grown toddlers (laughs) I know some people who are grown toddlers yeah they'll have temper tantrums and things don't go their way And if they do something wrong, they just ignore it and act like it never happened. Yes, exactly. And they full-blown adults.
1: We're just supposed supposed, to... Like, the wheels keep on just moving. And I'm like, wait a second. We definitely had a whole speed bump back you're not going to acknowledge that. y'all not acknowledge that. (laughs) Right, exactly. Is no one going to talk about this elephant in the room? Um, And I'm all for exposing elephants in the room now, so... So, I mean,
0: no, this is actually interesting to hear you talk about this. So, moving forward, Mm -hmm. when it comes to family, you're not against... Cutting off toxic family. Absolutely not. You're not against the kids if they can express themselves mm-hmm. cutting off toxic family. Mm-hmm. Are you opposed to being to- uh, uh, cut off? No.
1: If someone feels that I don't serve them in whatever capacity they need me for, then I'm all good with that. I'd rather you just be honest with me about it and tell me what it is up front. Be honest. Say, say how you feel. And then we can agree to dis- disagree if that's the case. Or... That's I funny. can respect somebody's saying, Kadeem, whatever your way of life is. It does. I know people don't necessarily agree in my family with, you know, some family members with, you know, how I make my living and how we do our thing and mm-hmm. how open we are and how transparent we are, um, and that's fine.
0: They about to cut you off.
1: <laughs> that's fine. Just
2: cut you off. Listen, I'm out here
1: trying to lose all the weight, so <laughs> <laughs> you cut less, family weight. Says say less, bro. Like that's just what it is. Um, you know, but I do understand also to the desire to want to keep a family unit together as well. You know, some people have that. They live in this, this, <laughs> this euphoria of like, we should just all be a happy family when I think we can achieve that happy family. When we start being honest with each other, first and foremost, and then we can move on from there. You know, I think, I think, yo, yo. and then I started choosing my family. I'm sorry, but so choosing your family? I'm I,
0: at this I agree point now
1: where I am literally choosing my family, like uh, a, a, you know, blood family member can easily be replaced by somebody who I've elected to now be my family.
0: I just thought of my moment of truth.
1: Well, hold that. Oh, hold that. Because we have uh, listening letters and whatnot to get into. Uh, let's take a quick break. Come back. Do listening letters and then you can give us the moment of truth. Jot it down so you don't forget. That's it. what
0: I'm doing right now. All right.
1: We'll be back.
0: all year long
1: that's right y'all black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at walmart
0: that's right go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine
1: hello from wonder media network i'm jenny kaplan host of womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten These stories make us consider what it means to disappear, and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I
2: never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We are back with Deadass Podcast, back for the favorite part of these show do do called do do. The List of the Letters. Do 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 do. I do just do do lost do my do. list of letters. Where'd they
1: go? It's all right. I go first. All right, go, go first. Let me find mine.
0: All right. Deadass. Y'all are so refreshing. Thank you so much. I've been on this journey with y'all for about two plus years. Not sure how I ever came across y'all. And I'm always in awe of the rawness of your love and affection for one another and your family. Question. You. I have a newborn. Congratulations. A week old. And a two and a half year old, boy mom, bullet bullet, yo. <laughs> I have beat myself up over how I am going to manage naps and loud noises since I have two now. And before it was so much easier with one. What are pro tips for integrating a new baby into a busy we just talked about this? Mm-hmm. A busy house with one or more kids in the house already. I don't want to limit my toddler's freedom and noise levels, but I want the new baby to get his rest in peace. How does this happen? And how I, I got an easy answer for this. Mm-hmm. Also, how do you manage naps? When you're up and on the go, I am the nap king. Kadeem will tell you this, <laughs> and I don't plan to be home all day like the first. uh with the first boy, so I should plan to have naps in the car in public or avoid naps when we can't stop. Uh, when we can't stop to take them. Like, thank you in advance. We are happy you made it out of your fourth delivery, happy and healthy, even post uh, the medical emergency you had this time around. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much.
0: So, boom, this is easy, yo. This yeah. is real, real easy.
1: Super easy. <laughs> super easy as i say it being mad tired because yes. still not on a schedule over here scheduling yes and
0: part of the scheduling. reason why Kadeen is super tired is because she's ignored scheduling because this is our last child this is the wash belly so she spoiled him and babied him and colored him up a lot longer than she typically does yeah, but the truth is. of the I matter mean. is once you get these kids on a schedule mm-hmm. and especially boys boys love they um
1: thrive they love uh, structure structure
0: yeah, you go. They love structure. So the thing I would tell you to do is if they're both super, super young, right, when you put one down for a nap, put the other down for a nap and take a nap. Mm-hmm. Most uh, parents in the middle of the day feel like if I, I'm going to put the kids down and get work done. That's me. You don't get work done when you're tired. So what you do is you get work done while the kids are up. When they take a nap, you take a nap. And then when the kids are up, you find a way for them to be engaged and you get more work done. Additionally, don't be afraid to let your child cry. I did this all the time with the boys, and they're all perfectly fine. If they're fed, if they're clean, and they're happy, they can sit in that bouncer mm-hmm. or sit in that rocker and be perfectly fine. If they want to scream because they want to be held, I guarantee you they won't scream for too long because you ain't gonna be coming back. And I used to get work done.
2: Yeah,
0: that's I. That's just the truth. As a matter is, and at night time, put them to bed. At a certain time, we just went to our pediatrician. She told us, "Listen, if you have a newborn, do not them sleep. Do not let them sleep longer than two hours a day. Two
1: hour naps. Two yeah. hour
0: naps during the day, and do not them let them sleep at least two hours prior to you putting them to bed for the night. Right. If they're over ten pounds to twelve pounds, they can sleep for up to twelve hours. Mm-hmm. And if they can roll over, they can sleep on their stomach. Babies You're typically sleep- tend to sleep." better on their I stomach I better on my stomach let Is me you, say pregnancy
1: was hard child. not being able to sleep on my stomach now mm-hmm. now that my breasts are still kind of like in the middle of still being sore with you mm-hmm. know, the nursing and stuff but yes i agree with you structure and i know like as a as a fourth time yep. <laughs> parents fourth time parents we kind of know that structure needs to be had and it's a little easier for us because the older boys are on a routine because right. they have school they have bedtimes and all that so now it's just a matter of getting the baby into the routine of it. And now that we have Dakota in our room mm-hmm. in the bassinet, she's the, our pediatrician was like, "Sis, he needs to know that the crib and his room exists. So We right. need to get that crib set up, put him in his room, let him nap in there, let him know that this is gonna be my space. Let's do bed, bath time routine. Mm-hmm. We'll do all that stuff in there, so he knows that this is my domain. So and don't routine, let the mommy the is the don't let thing.
0: the mommy guilt get to you yeah, to where you hard. like let me just keep holding on to him. You're gonna that's have this hard. child." For eighteen more years, I know. You know what I'm saying. But I'm so not baby okay. wearing him when he's eighteen.
1: So no, I'm you can't. He can. He can.
0: He can baby wear you <laughs> at that point. But um, <laughs> what happens even with Kadeem sometimes is just like she's like, I just want to hold him, and I'm like, yo, the more you hold him and you're you're afraid to let him go because you think that this moment ain't gonna last forever. Yeah. The longer it's gonna take to get him on a schedule, and you're gonna be beating yourself up when you're not getting sleep right don't be afraid to be a mom and give him some tough love and some of that tough love is learning how to Mm self-soothe you know i talk to the boys about that all the time even at 10 and five and four you have to self-soothe and learn how to control your emotions my guy like i'm not gonna coddle you your mom is not always gonna coddle you something hurt your your you know something is bothering you learn how to self-soothe a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's okay as a mom to let your baby learn how to self-soothe We were watching. um,
1: Balance, sis.
0: Speaking of balance, watching Animal Planet, Mm -hmm. right? Me and the boys. Deer drops out of the mom. Boom. The mom deer don't run over to the baby deer and hold the baby deer and walk the baby deer. The mom sits back and the deer has to learn how to walk immediately upon coming out. And that deer be falling, the legs be wobbly. That's mom... how some
1: ladies look in heels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <All> nice! <night. laughs> That's the analogy. You're wrong like, for that. Like, there she walking like a baby deer. I've had my baby deer moments too. So You're Trust wrong believe. That. Trust you wrong for yeah, You definitely
0: had some baby but deer moments.
1: of some narrow ass red bottoms, chill.
0: And baby deer You'd legs. Be a whole baby but, deer, but that wasn't the heels. It was the alcohol.
1: There's a little bit of both. We got
0: we Just got two kids Just because of the baby deer legs
1: do you like the baby deer legs i can bring it back <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think it was attractive but
0: it wasn't the baby deer legs it was your state of <laughs> mind when we got home after the baby deer legs <laughs> then that i enjoyed so that was like that was like a notice to me it's like oh wait a minute
1: like since the tab says focus. her knees
0: keep we knocking what is happening here all
1: right focus <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so structure structure yeah. and routine is and allowing
0: them to end. walk on their own like they're gonna fall we'll they're own. gonna cry i all know it's tough
1: to mama you. but hang in there All right, last one. My mom and I have never had a great relationship. She had been emotionally and sometimes physically abusive my whole life up until the point I turned 18 and off to college in a different state. I'm 25 now and I've been completely fine with not having a relationship with her however my older brother passed away january 6 mm-hmm. 2021 sorry to hear that mm-hmm. and now my mother's only i'm my only my mother's only living child it's been hard for us all and my mother and we lean on each other a lot to get through it in the beginning the problem i'm struggling with now is that i have no interest in rebuilding our relationship mm-hmm. everyone keeps telling me that i need to get over whatever problems i have because right now she needs me but i have been having a very hard time doing that She has shown that she has no desire to hold herself accountable, which is what I said before, for the shit she put me through when I was younger, and I have no desire to move forward until she does. But the empathetic side of me keeps reminding me that losing a child is one of the worst things that can happen to a parent and that I should make an effort to move forward at the expense of my personal boundaries and mental health. Nope. (laughs) It feels like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, and this mental battle I'm having with myself is really weighing on me. What do you guys what would you guys do in this situation? I'm really interested to hear your perspective as parents. So any advice is appreciated. See, I can't relate to mom because she's not owning up to the things that she's put you through as a parent. I mean, as a child. Um, So that would just be hard for me in general. Whereas with us, we try to be accountable with the things that we do or say to our children and see how they feel about it and then talk things out. But again, if you are, 25, that means you're probably from the generation of parenting where mm-hmm. mom is not willing to talk about mm-hmm. or admit any wrong. Um, even though in her mind she may have been doing these things for quote unquote your own sake. <laughs> um, that's not the way you received it. So
0: this is the way yeah. I feel. There's only one person in your life or one type of person that is deserving of you sacrificing your mental health to help them. And that's your children. Because Mm -hmm. your children are here at your pleasure. Mm -hmm. They're here because you asked them to be here. Mm -hmm. Anybody else, your spouse, your parents, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your aunt, no one else is deserving of you sacrificing your mental health for them to feel better. Mm. Like, that's that's, that's just, there's no room for that. Actually, yeah. There is no room for that. Only person is Mm -hmm. your child. Mm-hmm. because that person, that child doesn't have the mental capacity. And then there comes a point when that child is an adult. And they have And then at capacity. that point, right. that child no longer deserves for you to sacrifice your mental health for that person's embitterment. Mm. But when they're a child, when they're a child, yes. Mm-hmm. Once they get to, and I'm not even going to say 18, because 18 is still a baby, Um, I would say mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Once they get to their mid-20s, nah, bro. You, 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 I'm not... <laughs> You have all of your faculties. <laughs> you have to figure that out. And I'm no longer sacrificing my mental health to make you feel better about yourself. Mm. That's how I feel about it with everybody. With
1: everybody across the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there goes your answer, sis. And there that's
0: going to lead me to my moment of truth. So, All yeah. right,
1: let's do that. Well, I mean, if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com.
0: That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C at gmail.com. This leads me right into the moment of truth wrote it down moment of truth family often uses the titles given in said family to validate poor behavior for example somebody will do something to you and know they're wrong and and you they expect you to just deal with it you know what they say but i'm your mom Mm mm-hmm You know what I'm saying? But we we family, we cousins. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You get to (laughs) violate me on a regular basis, and because we're family, I gotta take it. Mm -hmm. Family typically is responsible for doing that. Mm
2: -hmm. Friends
0: don't. Friends don't do that. Mm Co-workers don't do that. Mm -hmm. There's no other place in your life that people will do fucked up shit to you and then say stuff like, "But we blood, we family, we ain't supposed to know." No, 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 no. (laughs) Let's normalize not allowing family members to use their titles to violate us and let's hold them accountable.
1: Very good. Very, very good. No, I completely 110% agree. I didn't even think about that, but like the title Mm -hmm. and how much that weighs on this hierarchy of like what the family system and dynamic is and who deserves what based off of that. The, The.
0: the hierarchy in the dynamic often determines who gets to do the violating. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? If I fall higher, there goes higher, my moment of truth. And but the way you said it was yes. perfect. And when people fall higher on that hierarchy of family, they feel like they can violate people, and it's just like, well, I'm an aunt.
1: It's just yeah, and it's just you whatever know? it is. I can just I can then disrespect you because I'm your aunt. I'm your nah, uncle. Son. I'm you know whoever whoever the case may be. Mm-mm. We we ain't doing that Mm-mm. no more. Mm-mm. Protect your peace yes. <laughs> at the end of the day yes and just realize that the same way you would no longer be in a friendship with someone mm-hmm. because they do some fucked up shit the same way that you mm-hmm. will leave a job because that environment is a toxic environment i feel like you can use your discretion when it comes to family accordingly absolutely it's just where we at with things nowadays y'all All i'm right? with you so be sure to find us on social media at dead ass the podcast and you know where to find me kadeen i am not kadenium kadeen i am
0: (laughs) (laughs) not kadenium not kadenium and i am devout and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, be sure to rate review and subscribe
1: and share this episode with a family member that might need to (laughs) uh get the picture don't be afraid to share these episodes y'all and let people just tune in and chime in put it in them family group chats you know and all that stuff so people could be like oh okay maybe this might be worth starting a conversation or discussion to see where it goes from there
0: dead ass dead ass is a production of iheart media podcast network and is produced by denora pena and tribble follow the podcast on social media at dead ass the podcast and never miss a thing
1: Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
0: It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.